0: Welcome to Better Conversations with me, Siham Sirene, giving you the words and the confidence for better conversations in leadership. That's what I do in each episode. I explore strategies and I love sharing questions and phrases for you to play around with and make your own. This recording happens live at Better Conversations on YouTube, so you might like to chat with me there and drop me a conversation challenge. I've got a topic for you that I hope is uh, going to help you out. Um, It's about asking for help. It's amazing, isn't it, that um, we make the assumption that we're kind of in control, that we've got things planned, um, and then it comes to crunch time, um, or we slowly, imperceptibly, over time, start to kind of feel ourselves fall behind, um, we fill this mountain of stuff that we've committed ourselves to and then we reach this point of we're drowning and it's really hard to ask for help. So I thought it would be good to cover that today to talk about um, what is uh, not a helpful way to go about uh, demonstrating or making it clear that you need help. And um, some reminders of the things that you can do that keep you in control, that, that restore some calm for you um, and give you another way forward um, through those uh, to-do lists, those tasks, everything that you've committed to. We do struggle with this thing, as i said, uh, for asking for help and it has a lot to do with our own uh, perception and uh, of ourselves and wanting to live up to our own standards um, because we expect others our direct reports to manage their workloads um, and deliver good work on time and so on so um, when when it comes to asking for help we feel like we're not living up to our own standards so that's just one start point reason uh, why we maybe delay asking for help. Related to standards is this um, thing that plagues us, many of us um, often, which is um, perfection and appearances. So I can't put something out until it's finished, or I, I don't want to start that work until I really know what I'm supposed to do with it, or I've got a clear thinking about how I'm going to approach it um, and how that might be received by others so I don't want to put something out there that's uh, that to me is a rubbish piece of work Um, it's got to be finished I want it to be smart I want it to look um, you know exciting impressive whatever that is for you Um, that can actually be a blocker for us Especially in business where we've got really tight deadlines and we're constantly having to deliver, deliver, deliver. They don't go away. Uh, Those deadlines are things that we've got to create uh, or put out there or make happen. Another reason is um, that we don't want to let others down. So there's a sense that maybe by asking for help, we might be letting the side down. We might be letting the impression of uh, the leadership team down or the impression of our team down um, if I ask for help. And um, also related to that is I don't want to ask someone to help me because their workload is already full. They're already struggling with what they have to do. And I feel bad about adding to their plate by asking them for help. A really, really common one, that one. Um, A sense of guilt around that. Will folks see me as incompetent? because I've said yes to something and now I've realized that I've got too much on my plate. I I would ask you to reframe that for yourself and think about priorities instead and think about risks instead. So, um, things change all the time and it's very reasonable to say, you know, I did say yes to this, but I'm looking at my workload this week and, um, the, the you know my priorities have changed things have shifted and I don't think I'm going to be able to provide this in that time frame. More on that in a moment about how you can go about having uh, a conversation around that. We we very much say yes to everything. Um, a common thing that I hear from leaders is um, I. I I want to support, I am excited about all these different things, and I want to be involved. So I end up saying yes to everything, attending the meetings, doing the work, taking on that pitch, whatever it is, um, I am saying yes to too much. And that's not realistic. Um, And that Probably speaks to you. Do you have a strategy for what your role is, um, where you should get involved, um, how you do support other people, how you make stuff happen without actually getting involved too deeply in some of the work? How might you? What's your role in in something happening? And so uh, let's talk about then um, with. All of those things that uh, might happen for us. And there may be other things that, you know, that for you are reasons why you don't like to ask for help. Um, Here are the this is this is the not to do um, when it comes to asking for help or not asking for help is letting yourself crash and burn. Letting yourself just keep going, keep going, keep going until actually you fall under the weight of it. You collapse under the weight of everything that you've got to do. And then, you know, anxiety sets in, uh, panic, feeling that you are... Not as good as you should be. Um, That's when you know our our negative voice starts telling us you're not very good at your job. Um, You know you're winging it all the time. So um, that's a really unhelpful place to be from a physical and mental well being. Is to let ourselves let things get so bad that we actually crash and burn. We tend to our bodies, our nervous systems will respond by being less strong, and so colds illnesses and so on um, start to actually take their toll on us as well and guess what we fall further behind more panic more anxiety and so on so we don't want to go there another place we don't want to go is blaming others now this is really interesting because we can carry things so far and then we get to the point of um, feeling um, some anger um, about, uh, why am I doing this? Um, so-and-so should have been doing this work. Why is it me that's carrying this? Um, and, uh, so we might end up blaming others for the work that we've said yes to. Don't want to go there either because that's not helpful as a mindset. Um, it makes it really hard for us to kind of move past it and ask for help. Okay. Related to that, is um, letting resentment set in. So the longer we don't ask for help, the more we kind of go, why can't people see that I need help here? Why can't people see that they need to pull their weight and get this stuff done or or offer to take something off my plate? Why do I have to ask for help? Okay, again, not a helpful place to be. It can really damage our relationships. Most people are not aware of the workload that. Um, We're carrying and we're the same towards other people. We're not really, we don't really have a handle on just how much uh, pressure somebody else might be under or what they might be carrying. And so it works both ways, right? Um, So let's not let the resentment set in because if that's where we're at, then we should have been, that's a signal that we should have been asking for help a long time earlier. Okay. Another thing we don't want to do is dramatize are overwhelmed. I get it. The anxiety sets in. We've all done it. Um, Just chatting before the show. um, We're all guilty of this. We dramatize, um, you know, oh my goodness, I've got all this stuff to do and nobody's helping me and blah, blah, blah. So we do this because it's a stress release. We're trying to cope with feeling overwhelmed. And so we end up dramatizing it. It becomes this bigger deal. It becomes uh, quite a derailer for us because it's using energy that, you know what, could be better directed somewhere else, um, i.e. taking a break or doing something else that will help us Um, move past this sense of overwhelm and doing something about it, which is asking for help. Another thing um, that we uh, don't want to do is ignore the impact to our team. If we're carrying this heavy workload, guess what that's doing to how we're showing up as a leader? We can be irritable, snappy, um, you know, blaming um, team members cancelling meetings um, that we should be having with our direct reports it's about empowering them and maybe delegating some of that work to them Um, we may actually be modelling to our team that you know what you don't ask for help you just crack on with it and do your best um, and uh, you take the toll that's not a great model that um, any of us, I think, want to um, be doing uh or showing people. Because if if our best friend was talking to us, we'd say, you know, they'd say, look after yourself, um, do what's right for you. There's an impact to the team of us not asking for help, which is We're modelling bad um, time management and we're showing up irritable, less than our best selves and we're probably compromising on our own personal values and we're signalling that, you know, this is the way it works. This is the way we have to deliver. This is the how we do our work that's not conducive to a healthy culture. All right, that's all the bad ways. Let's have a look at some of the good ways um, that... um, that are more helpful to us now some of these you may already know and you go yep but hopefully they are useful reminders um and and maybe there's one or two things in here that you can apply that will make a difference so um learn to spot the signs of overwhelm early we can fall into this cycle of constantly feeling overwhelmed like a year can go by really quickly and Um, We're just falling from one project to the next and um, we don't really catch our breath. So it's really important to reflect on what are those signs of overwhelm for you. Do you do you become more irritable? Do you become more distant or less present with family and friends? Do you cancel meetings with your direct reports because you feel like you haven't got enough time to work on the stuff you've committed to? So lots of different things um, will there'll be clear signals for you that you're heading down that road of overwhelm. And perhaps you should pause and think about what needs to happen next. Okay. So, um, honor your limits. We all have them. It's impossible. I wish the day was a 36 hour day. I wish my body could manage, um, you know, and stay awake and, and alive and active and, um, present, uh, for that, you know, for more of the day so I could accomplish more. It's just not realistic. Um, and we do try and jam a lot into our day. Um, so, But we do have limits and it's important to, again, know what those are um, and use ways to help you mark those limits, Um, whether that's lunch, whether that's, you know, have you drunk enough water today? Um, Have you have you been out for a walk? Have you done your exercise um have you got the shopping in for your family um you know have you got those things have you taken care of the stuff uh for yourself that keep you strong and healthy um and uh, also from a a mind perspective right are you getting enough nourishment in terms of you having good conversations with people um are you feeling you know uh, connected to your communities so um Honouring your limits is super important. And then get outside your head. Okay, so much goes on in this head, in this space. Like, you know, what is that uh, volume wise? It is, um, there's so much in here and it can be a tangle of thoughts and self-blame, and a whole bunch of things. So it's really helpful, and many of us are verbal processes, so really helpful to find someone you can talk to just to get it out of your head, just to listen to you. You don't need them to give you anything back, but they just just the ability to be able to talk it out and hear yourself say it can be immensely clarifying. So think about doing that. Another good thing, good way to reframe it perhaps is to treat your overwhelm like a program course correction. So what do you do when in a project or a program things are not going to plan? This is exactly the same situation. Treat yourself as a project. Um, What do you need to do to course correct? And highlight the things. Think about the priorities and the urgency and how far along is it? How complex is it? Could you hand it off to somebody? So those things are super important to uh, bear in mind. A useful reframe. I think treat yourself like a project. Creating that sort of emotional distance sometimes is helpful um, to calm ourselves. Um, It takes a little bit of the sting away uh, or that sense of panic or overwhelm from it. Do what you need to to regain balance. If that's stepping away from it, taking a 10-minute break, go have a coffee, take a walk. Whatever that is for you or for some people it might be Um, you know, doing some meditation. Um, It might be focusing on a task you really enjoy doing, an activity that, you know, you actually think about as a treat, as a reward for yourself. Um, And um, that might help you just allow your body to regain to, for the cortisol to subside. You want to do something that encourages more oxytocin, you know, your sense of feeling more in flow, more in balance uh, with yourself. And also in terms of your values, doing something that, you know, really connects you back to your personal values. That might be, you know, um, if, family is important to you that might be one way that you regain balance Um, if um, being active or outdoors or taking in something else or or you know fun time or laughter or humor or whatever that is or maybe it's excellence for some of us it's like diving into a very specific piece of work or doing some writing whatever that is for you um do that and honor your values um if those things are important and the chances are that if we're feeling overwhelmed and we're not asking for help chances are our our personal values are being compromised we're compromising them they're totally out of whack so we don't have have that balance that we need. And when we've got that, when we've got that sense of balance and calm, then come at it. Then come to the problem. Map out your options. But it's really hard to do that from a place of panic and anxiety and overwhelm. So starting from a fresh place, a fresh mindset place is helpful because It gives us that clarity. Our brains can actually function better. um, And then do, you know, map it out. Think about all the different options that you have from the option that you then ask for to the, you know, the easiest option uh, that you can think of. From there, when you know what your options are, you can um, go and have one to one meetings with the impacted stakeholders. So if there are people who are waiting on the work, who need it, get on with their part. Um, I recommend you you go and have that conversation one-to-one. Don't bring it up in a team meeting. Oh yeah, sorry, I haven't done that. I'm behind. That's not helpful. That will feed our negative voice and our our self-blame and telling ourselves we're not competent or capable. Um, Go and have the conversation one-to-one with each stakeholder that's impacted and share look, my priorities have changed. I probably said yes to stuff that I really in hindsight should not have. Um, how How can we work through this so that it actually happens? Or let's talk through how important this is in relation to maybe some other work that you're waiting on from me. So go and have those really honest, frank conversations because we've all done this. We've all been in this place of, you know, taking on too much, feeling overwhelmed and not asking for help. And if you do that, you're modeling a really great way for them to do the same. So, you know, it's a win-win in those conversations, recontract or renegotiate priorities. uh, for the whole of it or even just parts of it and maybe think about you know okay so in terms of priorities this bit is the most important and the other bits can wait later or I might be able to delegate uh, these parts of it to somebody else in my team so that means they can help me with that if I know that that's a priority. So having the conversations that basically say what's important, what's at risk, what can we rejig or reprioritize or shuffle? Um, is there another way to do this? Who can we bring in and so on? So it doesn't have to be for the whole thing. It might just be for a part of it, whatever works. And when you've, you When you've mapped out your options and you've thought about yourself as a project, that's much easier to do because you know which are the moving parts and which are the non-negotiables. And then finally, let's learn from this, right? Um, Anticipate it, uh, build in time buffers to reset ourselves. We need that. You know, sometimes the week can run beautifully and everything's going to plan and we've got our own cadence and our energy is high, but then it might just take one thing because we just don't have elasticity in the way that we operate. It will take one thing that will throw us off course, will derail us. And then suddenly, instantly in the sense of feeling overwhelmed. So learning that actually when we commit to doing something, think about realistically how much time it's really going to take and allow for you to have some kind of setbacks because there's stuff coming at you all the time and priorities are always changing and it's very reasonable to renegotiate um, what that needs to look like. Hopefully that um, those tips have, can help you in if you're feeling that way at the moment um, and uh, you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, hopefully I've given you some strategies for um, approaching it um, and managing yourself in that space. Um, Because you know what, not asking for help ultimately affects our reputation because it does impact um, how effective we are, whether we are delegating enough, uh, whether we're involving other people more. And there's, uh, there's beauty in that too, right, in bringing people together if you like this and this is helpful, do give it a thumbs up. We all struggle um, and sometimes we do it well and sometimes, you know, we fall off uh, and uh, need to pick ourselves up again. So um, if that's been helpful, please do share it. Fantastic. Thanks for joining me. I will see you next week.